0: Hey, welcome to the Northridge Kids Parenting Podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, which chances are you are, uh, you probably noticed some great new graphic this month uh, coming out uh, of our podcast. And we have one thing. uh, I'm here with my friends, Kristen and Maddie. You guys wanna say hey?
1: Hey. Hello.
0: There they are. Uh, but we have one th- thing that's upcoming at Northridge Kids, which is our parent and child dedication. If you're listening to this on the week of uh, release, the first week in March, then parent and child dedication is coming up in next Sunday. Uh, March the 13th um, is parent and child dedication. Some of you may be signed up for that. Others of you have already done that in the past, and both we would like to celebrate Um, with you. If you're a part of that day, we can't wait to publicly declare your dependence on God in your parenting and how you're going to do that. And then if you've done it before, uh, I know that you can't wait to celebrate with those parents and families as well who are part of Northridge Church. If you haven't signed up and you missed the deadline and you're like, oh no, what do I do? Uh, This is a yearly thing we do. There's nothing supernatural or extra spiritual about parent and child dedication. You can get it when it rolls around uh, next year and if you want to know about how you can practice this every day listen to our last episode which is called PCD Every Day. Now enough of me talking let's dive into what uh, your kids are going to be learning this month at Northridge Kids. Uh, Maddie what are our preschoolers going to be talking about uh, and learning this month of March?
2: Yeah, so the focus of the preschool curriculum—it's titled "God's Wonderful Wonderful Gift," which is referring to the coming of the Holy Spirit. God giving the Holy Spirit as a gift, and it's focusing on um, teaching the preschoolers like the Holy Spirit is a gift, um, and it goes with the memory verse, which is Romans fifteen nineteen in the NIRV, which says, "God has gifted me the power of the Holy Spirit," and it's based off of the text in Acts two verses one through forty seven.
0: That's awesome. Uh- I can't even fathom, like, learning about the Holy Spirit uh, at a young (laughs) age. When you're two. Yeah, Yeah. when I'm two. (laughs) Yeah. I would be really interested uh, if there's parents out there who have, like – Young kids, what they think about the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. once we've you know gone through this weeks <laughs> a couple of times. So cool. What about um, elementary students?
2: Yeah. So for elementary, they're focusing on the parables of Jesus, and that's also the title of our series. So we're going through different parables in Matthew. That's where we're primarily sitting, um, starting with um, the parable of the different soils and talking about how God cares about how we respond um, to him. And the next one, the next two, we unmerc- the unmerciful servant, which care- God cares about, forgiveness. Um, week three is focused on the parable worker and the worker and the wages and how God cares about everyone. And finally week four, it'd be a um, parable of the three stewards and how God cares about our faithfulness to him. And then the memory verse for that month is James one It says, do not merely be li- listeners to the word. And so deceive yourselves, do what it says. Can, and yeah, so just going with, you know, responding to God and nice.
0: what's the, like the, name of the series
2: it's just parables of jesus oh it's just parables yeah of we're staying jesus, with yeah. the um, yeah. track of last um, last week month. Or last
1: month was miracles of jesus yeah so and we, then we had uh, the teachings of jesus teachings the month of jesus before. the now miracles the, yeah. and now then the parables now the parables, the parables. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i was uh i was taking a online class and they were talking about like teaching like in and they were talking about jesus's teaching which i found very interesting because we <laughs> like in kidsmen <laughs> have been talking about jesus's teaching and they were talking about how jesus taught and what I found really interesting is the, the lecture on that was talking about all of Jesus' parables and how most of them always end in a very probing question. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mo- mostly all of them are like, you know, they Jesus ends, or at least at some point towards the end, he asks like a almost a mic drop type of question mm-hmm. where he doesn't resolve the tension. Mm-hmm. It almost is as if he just kind of leaves it and like, okay, what are you going to do in, in light of this? And so how, how, how would you guys, uh, thinking about talking to parents who are listening, um, and focusing on all of these parables when they have elementary age students, how should they engage each week, um, with having conversations around what their kids are learning?
2: Yeah. Yes. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think the parables are sweet for kids because, you know, there are stories of Jesus and we often teach kids with stories. So I think just like, Having creative elements of, like, demonstrating the story. Or, like, even, like, in our large group, like, that's the goal. of Like, this is what it looks like. And then the lesson. And it's just, like, found the um, typical trend of, like, we teach kids with stories. And, yeah, I think that's a good opportunity.
1: Yeah, I think following up with questions. I think we're probably going to talk about that a little bit more as well. But um, we try to provide parents with uh, a parent cue every month so they get passed out that first Sunday of the month you can find it um, on this on the email that is attached to this Um, we have it in a couple different places but basically it has a variety of questions that go right along with the story so it's a great way of being able to review that with your kids just asking them those questions we have a text blast as well that relates to whatever the kids have learned that week you can sign up for the text blast and then you'll get you'll receive um, typically on Thursday night, around 5.15, you'll get a text uh, on your phone that just has a question related to their story and something that you can ask them, whether it's at dinner that night or when you're driving in the car or bath time or whatever. You can you know ask a lot of questions of kids.
0: That's good. I, I think one thing that is especially true about this series that Is always true, but I will say it's especially true. Thinking about the questions that Jesus asked, usually in the parables, is we can always ask the question to our kids: like, okay, if this is true, how does it change the way we actually live? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, based on our memory verse of James, you know, one twenty-two: like, don't be just hearers of the word, but be doers of it. Uh, And thinking about our response to God, forgiveness, and all those other categories that Maddie just talked about is you know, a lot of times I feel like we get caught up in Christianity of like, oh, I know those Bible stories. Um, I know those teaching of Jesus. Like, oh, yeah, I know that parable. Um, you know, the ungrateful servant when he didn't forgive, and but God forgave the king or God forgave him. Uh, how often are we, you know, that ungrateful servant of, you know, we can be forgiven by God and we'll totally accept that gift. But when it comes to turning around and just forgiving something, someone else of, you know, saying something they shouldn't have said or, or doing something they shouldn't have done, how slow we are to mm-hmm. forgive other people. And really letting that hit home and soak into our own lives um, as maybe those parents or shepherds of those kids of applying it to our own heart of like really wrestling that truth down. to Like this isn't just a Bible story to teach, but it's actually – um, something to be lived out. It's the living, mm-hmm. you know, word of God. Uh, and so we can apply that to our own hearts. I think we that's something we tell the kids ministry volunteers a lot is you need to teach from the overflow of not just like, let's transfer this information from the paper to their head. But like, we need to like put it in our own lives and then teach it from from that place. Um, and if you're doing that as a parent, like, mm-hmm. man, you're, you're going to be crushing it. So you know, maybe each week when you see that parent cue, it'd be cool to open your own Bible and and read that story and mm-hmm. use that question and then talk about it uh, during during the week with with your kids. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's that I think that's an easy way that it just kind of mm-hmm. rolls right in um, into those moments of mm-hmm. life. So cool. That's awesome. Well, great conversation. Um, this. Month. We're super excited to dive into March, and uh, now it's time for our discipleship moment. We kind of try to end the podcast with something bigger picture in this regard, and we're kind of expanding on last month's conversation, or the last conversation we had about PCD Every Day, and this month's topic or question is, what do we really mean when we say discipling your kids? Uh, we, we say at Northridge Kids all the time, you're the primary disciple maker. But what does that really mean? We want to put some flesh on the bones of PCD every day in this conversation. So um, I'm going to start off with this. The first thing I think we need to do is we need to define the word disciple. We need to give a definition to that word. And that word simply means a follower or um, a great westernized term that we could use is Apprentice. Uh, so think of it like in a lot of technical trades of electrician or plumbers, you know, you would have to do an apprenticeship for a couple of years under a um, master plumber or master electrician, and you would literally just watch what they do and do what they did. And so um, we're to be a follower of Jesus is to be an apprentice of Jesus. Uh, but what's really cool about parenting, I think, is... Y- you could take the principle that Paul gives in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, which is follow me as I follow Christ. And essentially, Paul's not telling them that they should be his disciple, but they should say, if you model the way that I'm following Jesus, you too will be moving in the right direction. So as a parent, I think the first principle that we could all agree with is you yourself Mm -hmm. need to be a follower of Jesus. And you could almost... Um, there's some phrasing that's used in some different circles of Christianity when it's tied to parenting and raising your kids is more is caught than taught. Yeah. Um, so it's saying like uh, I think of, you know, our executive pastor, Scott Bigsby. He had his um, they had his mom's memorial service mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty recently. And one thing that he talked about uh, from coming back from that is he, he talked about his mom when when um, he was being raised. And one thing that he, he said is he said, I remember growing up my mom every day when i came down the stairs she was in this chair in the corner on her hands and knees praying through her prayer list mm-hmm. so I, but what he didn't say is like and then she was like get over here and pray with me you know <laughs> she didn't say that but like every day my, one of my professors in bible college used to say we need to teach parents and teach ourselves that we need to allow our kids catch us doing spiritual things yeah. mm-hmm. just let them catch us doing that he and he talked about at the time you know that was you know, seven or eight years ago, but he talked about, like, let them catch you writing the tithe check. Let them catch mm-hmm. you reading your Bible. Let them catch you praying. Let them catch you forgiving someone. Let them catch you doing all, and it's like it's almost like, you know, your hand caught in the cookie jar, like, oh, you didn't, you saw me doing that? Uh, and that's the way that he would think about it is is let them catch you um, doing spiritual things. Um,
1: yeah, I remember when I was a younger mom, one of my friends, um, had her daughters she was involved in Bible studies and stuff and her daughters would pretend to have Bible study you know and I thought just what is what a strong example she must have been setting like what a compliment from your kids if like what they want to play you know or what they want to pretend to do is be just like mom and do my Bible study. I thought that was just really cool.
0: Yeah. That, that old saying like monkey see, monkey do, you know, or like we mimic each other. That's how we (laughs) learn everything, right? Your kid, our kids like from, I have, you know, toddlers and infants right now, they mimic everything we do. They mimic, well, what do you want your kids mimicking? You know, that's the real question. And whatever that answer is, is we don't want to be people that say, well, you do as I say, not as I do, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, we, we want to be, those people who are like, model your life after me, you know, and we're not perfect by any chance, but it's intention and direction of our lives, of where we're headed, that if we say, hey, point your life in this direction, I'm not perfect, but mm-hmm. I'm following Jesus to the best of my ability, and depending on the spirit, um, then if we're doing that, then our kids are going to they're gonna see that, and hopefully, you know, most kids who walk away from the faith, where it roots at is, this was just something my mom and dad talked about or they did on sunday it wasn't a part of their lives i I saw them as hypocritical not as they didn't really believe any of this stuff it was just something they felt like they morally had to do Mm -hmm. and i don't feel that way i don't feel like i morally have to do this thing but if they see this no this is genuinely who my Mm -hmm. parents are this is who i can see the impact Mm -hmm. that god has made on their life and church has made on their life and I want that same impact in my life. Um, one of the passages that we talk about in parenting all the time is Deuteronomy 6, um, or it's known as the the Shema of Israel. Um, tied tied to that in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 6, it's talking about child rearing, um, of raising your child up in the way they should go. And it says that um, as you go, so as you go in discipleship, when you, walk by the road when you're on the path when you lie down when you stand up um so what would moments like that look like Mm -hmm. in parenting on the as you go discipleship
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I think um for us as my husband and I have tried to raise our girls one of the big things that we've tried to do or tried to be intentional about I love the fact that you talked about just being intentional I think we have to make that decision in advance that this is how we're going to this is how we're going to do family and for us one of the big things we like to do is ask a lot of questions my husband loves question asking <laughs> Um, so it's just one of those things that we've started that even when they were just little kids and just constantly trying to keep that, that conversation going, um, you know, whether it can be something simple as, like, you're sitting down at the dinner table and, you know, what was the high for the day? What was the low for the day, you know? Raina talks um, about happies
0: and crappies. So, <laughs> you know, you know yeah. that. So, high yep. and low is also appropriate. <laughs> yep, so. high
1: and lows or however you want to say it. Um, you know, so something simple like that. You might want to, like, you know, do some lighthearted things so that everything doesn't feel heavy and, like, oh, it's going to be another, you know, sermon from mom and dad tonight. <laughs> um, but just, like, lighthearted questions Obviously, we've already mentioned the text blast. That can be a simple way, using those questions.
0: How would, how would somebody sign up? That's one of the practical ways that we partner with you as parents. But what's, uh, what's an easy way if somebody's maybe not signed up for that? How can they sign up?
1: Uh, you can go, if you forget this, you can always go to our website, northridgekids.org, um, click on Resources, and if you go to the parent button, if you scroll down, there is a button for text blast that you can go there, it gives you the instructions. If you have your, hand, your phone handy and you wanna do it right this minute, you can, if you have a preschooler, you can text at 44K4 to the number 81010. And so then you'll receive a question that's designed, you know, based on what your preschooler is learning, Uh, If you have an elementary student, then the number that you're going to text is at 287K, and that is also to the number 81010. So again, if you can't find that, it's on our website under resources. Um, northridgekids.org. Yeah. So it's a great tool. And if you missed that, tool.
0: that's a beauty about podcasts, just back this podcast yeah, that's up. True. Listen yes. to that number Remind again. It. That's the <laughs> at sign. Yes. When Kristen was saying at, that is the at sign, not A-T. So it's an at sign um, in doing that. So, yeah.
1: yeah. So, I mean, that's a great way. I know, you know, for us, Helping kids, I think especially as they get older, you know, if you start the habit when they're young of asking them questions and just getting them used to the fact that, like, we're going to have a conversation. It's just not about mom and dad preaching because that's easy for us to do. I think a lot of times as parents it's easy to be like, okay, I'm going to get on my soapbox and I'm going to teach you all (laughs) these things that I need to instill in you. But asking them questions really gets them involved in the conversation. It engages their brain so that they're not just listening to what you say, but they have to really think through, like, what, what do I think about that? Mm. And I think as, you know, as our kids get older, I, one of the things that's just been a burden for me is helping kids to understand worldview. And so being able to like watch a show together and then be able to like ask them questions. What do you think about that? Or you hear something, you know, online or something that you're watching, you know, YouTube video or whatever. And Mm -hmm. somebody says something that you're like, "Mm, that doesn't quite seem to go along with what we believe rather than just turning it around and like preaching that to them, like asking them questions. What do you think about that? You know, what does the Bible say about that? Um, So I think just really getting in the habit of of asking lots of questions, is that's been something that's helpful. And it's something you can do if you're in the car. Like I know I think sometimes the easiest way to get kids talking (laughs) is when you're not necessarily across the table from them, but maybe when you're driving in the car or you go for a walk, you know, when you're not always like eye to eye, sometimes they're more willing to kind of talk about things. Yeah,
0: so. that's that's good. There, there's a principle that I heard from, I think it's Jen Wilkin, trying to give credit where credit's due, on a principle about family discipleship, um, kind of leaning towards the programmatic side of, mm-hmm. okay, how often should I be doing this? Because mm-hmm. maybe somebody's asking that question of, okay, I want to ask questions. I want to do that. And, you know, I would say even even in the spectrum is I think having a rhythm as a family, like, Hey, when we sit down for dinner together, we're going to sit at the table and Mm -hmm. this is just going to be a part of our family conversation. This Mm -hmm. is a part of what we do. So they almost expect it, especially if you have younger kids, if you can kind of instill that in them and keep Mm -hmm. that rhythm going, When you forget as a parent, because trust me, there'll be times that you forget, maybe they start remembering. It's like, it's time for highs and lows, mom and dad, you know, like as a five or six-year-old maybe do. Uh, But Jen Wilkin gave this principle about the younger your kids, the higher volume, lower intensity spiritual things you should do. So she talked about like, hey, when your kids are little, you can sing uh, worship songs to them when you're putting them to bed. You can pray over them every night when you're putting them to bed. But that's really high volume, doing it mm-hmm. every single day, every single day, all the time. You're you're doing these things, but that's low intensity, right? That's really low intensity kind of discipleship thinking. But the older your kids get, how those pendulums swing a little bit, you're probably gonna decrease the volume of times. Like you don't want to like every time your kids get in the car, like let's talk about discipleship now.
1: <laughs> um, you know, it's like
0: you know, or you don't want to be talking like pounding them with Mm -hmm. worldview, like every single time you get in the car, every single time you eat, every, like, but you want to increase the intensity as the volume maybe decreases a little Mm -hmm. bit. Now you wanted a part of your regular family rhythm. I would encourage, you know, you guys to at least have one night a week where this is like, this is family night Mm -hmm. and maybe this, that's a part of your conversation. Um, a really good resource if you're thinking about family discipleship I'll give you one I think uh, these ladies have some others to recommend as well is uh, family discipleship it's by Matt Griffin and Matt Chandler the Matt squared um, <laughs> you know uh, so that's a that's a really good book to think about why family discipleship and how family discipleship mm-hmm. um so they they give you but it, it may feel you read that and you may feel like so underqualified because that's why that's the way I felt if you want a more practical resource you can find the link to that book and the link to this podcast I'm about to recommend to you both in the show notes as well to other books that we're going to recommend um but there also is another podcast called literally the Family Discipleship Podcast, and Matt Griffin is the host of that. And it's really cool because um, most episodes, how they handle it is they'll interview somebody that you may or may not know, um, you know, in the Christian celebrity circles, <laughs> you know, like very, very small percentage of Christian celebrities. But, um, and they just simply ask them, like, how did you disciple your kids? What did you do? You know, when they were preschoolers, when they were early elementary, when they were elementary, when they were in high school, like, and it was just cool. You just Mm -hmm. hear like all these different approaches to family discipleship and a lot of kids who are, you know, they're of parents who have kids that are faithfully following Jesus, who there's not this one cookie cutter size. You need to have, you know, family devos every night before Mm -hmm. bed, bed every day when they grow up. But there is like, how can this be a part of our family rhythm of the as you go, you know, because uh, I think as you go, there's some rhythms in that. It's not just this sporadic, you know, mm-hmm. discipling, like when the moment arises, mm-hmm. when we figure that out. But there can be some program like times like, OK, every Thursday night, that's family night. And we're going to include this in there. Um, but that that podcast uh, t- tagged with that book is really helpful to get thinking in those terms. Uh, Kristen, you had a really good book resource that you to recommend.
1: Yeah, um, if If we have families, if if you've participated in parent and child dedication before, um, we love to give all of our families that participate a gift. And so they get a choice of three different books. And one of those books is called Raising Passionate Jesus Followers. It's by Phil and Diane Comer. And I thought it was probably one of the best parenting books that I've ever read. It's great for, um, again, thinking about that intentional parenting. I love kind of going along with what you said, Daniel, They talk about there's a whole section where you can go through the things like what do we value as a family? You know, Mm -hmm. what's important to one family is maybe not going to be a value to another family. And so really trying to work, you know, with your spouse to figure out these are our top priorities. This is what we as a family value and how to like build your family around that to build that that home. Um, So it's a great tool. I think they do have a podcast as well. I have not listened to it, so I can't recommend <laughs> it yet. But that's good. Um, there is also a podcast that goes along with that as well. Yeah. But it is a really great book if you're looking for, you know, just a really solid parenting book.
0: Yeah, because I think you can get creative in your parenting based on the stage of life you're in. You know, I think one example that I, that sticks out in my mind so that you don't have to be like so rigid and like this is how it's done, mm-hmm. and this is not like um, one example. When I was listening to that podcast, that I just thought was super cool and creative that they were saying. One thing that this family – I don't even remember who was on the podcast when this was mentioned, but one thing that this this family really valued uh, team sports in their, their mm-hmm. family. Like their kids played um, baseball and softball and things like that. So, you know, during the summer, most nights of the week, you know, out you know they're still going to church on Sunday, but most nights of the week, they're out at the baseball park. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think they're, that family was like Thursday night was normally their family night. And so what they decided to do is like, hey, everybody's going, you know, The big kids, the little kids, no matter if you have a ball game or not, you're going there. And they usually did, like, family dinner on Thursday night. So what they would do is they would drop the – pop open the minivan hatch, and all the kids, (laughs) you know, are, like, circled up around the minivan. And they're still doing family time. They're still doing this normal rhythm, asking Mm -hmm. the questions. Like, we would do that at the baseball field or at the softball complex, like – We're still doing our normal family rhythms and having time together. It just looks at a different, it's just a different location. It doesn't have to be like, well, you're not playing baseball this year because that would encroach on da, 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 da. Like Mm -hmm. you can still have a balanced approach to your life, an intentional approach to your family, your parenting, your discipleship journey with your kids, and they can still, you know, do Mm -hmm. some things that they love. I think it's more about, you know, getting creative and, and keeping those things core, um, than it is like there's this rigid w- mm-hmm. one way to do this yeah. and mm-hmm. all other ways are wrong. Um, but Maddie, you had a resource that's more tied to like using it with your kids versus um, like a parent to read mm-hmm. on their own.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That resource is the Jesus storybook Bible. And while I don't have any children of my own, um, I use this when I was a camp counselor for ages like five to 12. Um, and we used it as like our quiet time. So it's Jesus storybook Bible. It's like, puts the Bible into more practical terms for those ages. And it's a storybook and has helpful images. And I found it very helpful because when I was a camp counselor, I had some girls who were five and some girls mm. who were 12. And that's quite a big range. a small like- range, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was sweet to use the storybook Bible for the younger kids mm. especially and then have the older kids help. Like, hey, you'll read this to them. And then mm. the younger kids will point out the images that they see or mm. even pairing it with uh, the actual Bible. And, yeah, I think it's just – um, helpful if you have kids maybe of different ages and having them even help with the younger kids I've read the news I mean like <laughs> <That> <laughs> is, all transparency yeah. it's really it's yeah. really
0: well done like the imagery that mm-hmm. you know uh, the author brings out of you know is it God's inspired word no uh, mm-hmm. but it is like it's focused and rooted in the mm-hmm. in the bible um, and so it, yeah. it's really, it's a really good resource it almost like the colors and the, mm-hmm. the graphics mm-hmm. in there, the, you know, the picture book, it really, it, it strikes you in a different way, especially if you've read those stories over and yeah. over and over yeah. again. Uh, once you do it, it's like, Oh, like, yeah. that's, that's really m- my
1: favorite thing about that book. We've, we've done a lot of, you know, my kids are a little older, so yeah. we've done a lot of different Bible story books and it's by far my favorite mm-hmm. because I love how it helps kids not to just see each story as a separate Bible mm-hmm. story, but you see how everything is connected. You see how everything is pointing to the fact that we need a redeemer and that that redeemer is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I just love that every story helps to point kids towards like, it's not about Jonah. It's not about David. It's yeah. about this Redeemer. This mm-hmm. is pointing to the fact that we need somebody to come and rescue us. Mm-hmm. So I think they just do such a good job. For, I think even as an adult, I enjoy, yeah. I enjoy reading Yeah, that I and, <laughs> that's what i was saying. Yeah. You know, right. it's, it's it's definitely, I would say that would be my number one Bible storybook for kids. So mm-hmm. great selection. I love and it. And it's also one of our choices for,
0: yeah. if, <laughs> if you... you have a
1: child being dedicated, that's another option.
0: Yeah, for real. Well, thanks so much for listening to this uh, edition of the Northridge Kids Parenting Podcast. Remember, our mission and vision at Northridge Kids is to partner with parents to see more kids become better followers of Jesus. We hope you have a great uh, week, day, whenever you're listening to this, and we can't wait to hang out with you again next time.